we literally haven't had time to collect a lot of responses mm -hmm. but whatever responses we've got we will share it with you and probably give our opinion on it Anna? okay before we start that off though yeah yeah um we did a quick google wiki how wiki we went on wikipedia <laughs> very reliable source we know but we found out that 90% of the male, like, because last time we, I think we gave some few facts, but we weren't actually quite sure. So mm. this is sort of like a backup, I guess. 90% um, of men, they ejaculate after sexual intercourse. Yeah. Whereas women... They orgasm, basically. Yeah, they yeah. orgasm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas women, it's only 62% mm. on a heterosexual one. But if you're a lesbian or if you're bi or, you know, like, you've got a female partner... I bet it's high. That, that goes up to 80. But... Even then, it's not as efficient yeah. as men, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you need to understand us, basically. Just do your work. You know, lesbians say that they orgasm... Well, you know, people who used to be heterosexual and used to be in a heterosexual relationship and then now are, like, lesbian, they say that their sex is so much better. Mm-hmm. Probably because we know our body and, yeah. and we know what to do with and it. I, and I think even with that, I think we are a lot patient as well. Because mm. like, if you want to make a woman come, you need to be very patient and, you know, patient explore, and man. explore with her. Yeah. And so men, when they're like horny, they just literally think it through the dick. They just want to get in and mm. out. You know? So it's a bit... And like we discussed last podcast, it's a lot about what goes before not even just like you know foreplay it's not always have to be physical it's like a day before like how are you messaging each other is the flirty mm. being exchanged mm. or not how that you're courting her basically exactly yeah, yeah. That's what makes a lot of difference so pay attention to those parts as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but these next i can't stop mary what is this so basically <sighs> um i was hungry and yesterday we had like a party and i just needed something to pick me up and um, my parents got this cheese it's whatever thing is so basically if you're in the nepal um there's a snack called you and me when we were kids like it's like basically cheese rings on it like rings you loop it through again and this literally tastes like that but i don't know it's, it's a blue packaging cheesy it or whatever it's called it's very cheesy very good eh mm. so good can't stop literally podcast take care of it <laughs> Bye guys, bye bye. <laughs> this is basically what's this, but Ali has a bit of sweeter tone to it. A lot more cheesy powders on it mm. as well. Anyway, <laughs> what's so the we asked question? the question. Uh -huh. Um, do you orgasm on a regular, mm -hmm. or do you need an external device? Because we've gathered that I need external device, mm -hmm. be it with a man or be it with myself, whatever. And then you said, like, you can do both. I know. So I just wanted to see, like, if people could do it. Or is it just, like, you don't have the right partner, wrong partner. Mm. And um, interestingly enough, a lot of women said um, they don't really orgasm with... Um, well, without help. Without help. So one of them said um, she didn't in the past, but with Oilek or new partner that she has she it happens all the time eh? i saw that last sentence i was like it happens every, every time. time and i'm so, like go go good on you girl and well done to you mister <laughs> <laughs> for making her reach that levels 
But I guess it's about comfort and it's about understanding her body properly as well. It's also if you've had sex for a little while, mm-hmm. depending on how much effort you make into your sex life, some people just let it go and like do the regular shit as well, like mm-hmm. be done and dusted with. Yeah, you know how they say this this whole stereotype of of being like a married couple mm-hmm. type of thing. But also like Diwash and I, the sex is better now mm-hmm. because we communicate with each other. We know we who likes what. Um and if we don't like anything, we just tell each other that we didn't like that. Uh-huh. Or just basically feedback again. I think it's easier. Yeah. It's easier when you're couples because you're just spending time with that partner, right? Mm. So you have time to, you know, get to know their body. Whereas if you're just going like casually or just on the hookup culture, if you don't orgasm to penetrated sex, then I mean that's a bit of like, I'm sorry, Kalke situation, yeah, because next time it's just going to be another person so mm. you can't really teach a person everything in one night that's a chore like come on <laughs> let's be serious so i think with couples it's mm. you obviously have the dip and the dip and the high mm. because that's just how relationships is be it sex life or be it just in general mm. so if you have time to explore but i think the ladies who come from uh saying they can't really orgasm via penetrative sex is because maybe to be fair they could be like me who doesn't in general mm. or they could just be like um, they haven't really had the chance to teach that person because it's just been one-off situations yeah. mm. Mm. so never say never mm. you'll get lucky one day you just need that you just need that one lucky dick and then hold on tight <laughs> hold on tight to cut and caress it um but yeah to be fair only one male has answered this um what do you call it questionnaire uh-huh. and then he said yes uh, uh are we surprised kind of, yeah are I we mean... surprised here? <laughs> you know <laughs> this is a man's world man like this is a man's world honestly it is like the more i learn about um the more i grow up i really don't want to grow up <laughs> Oh, sorry, too late. <laughs> too late, like, like I had a choice, but you know, like yeah. I really don't want to grow up. That's why this is, you know, such a contrast difference. Game. Men, it's so easy for them to orgasm. For women, you have to, you have to work for it. Mm. No, like, imagine. Okay. Okay, uh, okay. On One, you have to work for it. Two, if you're working for it, And people find out you get shamed for it. Mm. I guess so. Mm. Sorry, I interrupted because this whole idea just came to me. Yeah. No, I I find it. I personally find it really awkward still. Like I'll be honest here, you know. Last mm. year I was in this like wedding venue, whatever, and then one of my friends was like, "Oh, why don't you introduce your your YouTube channel to this lady?" Yeah, and she's like elderly, like she's like my mom age, not elderly, like my minimum age, get like, fifty, say. Right? Only, this is my recent podcast episode. <laughs> like, I personally don't feel comfortable enough to say this is my podcast mm. to them, get that age demographic. So if you find my podcast and then if you come to me, I'm fine. But I don't feel like I want to go there and say, look, auntie, mm. this is my podcast. Because that sort of like, because um, she might have a like an angelic, view of her child neither mm. and in the fact that i'm her child age could be like oh is my daughter doing that like, like create a lot of 
honestly doubting her head, eh? And mm. uh, I just find it very uncomfortable, okay? Like, my mom watches my podcast and everything, mm. and, and sometimes I just wonder, what does she think? Like, she never really says anything, but I just, like, sometimes think, like, I don't know. I, well, I say, I don't mind. It's not about uncomfortable being uncomfortable. I would rather, if that person wants to, you know, sit down and generally ask me questions, whether that's, like, being very judgy. Or not. But they wouldn't, though. Huh? I know, but if they do, I don't mind. I don't mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable explaining it. But sometimes, if they come in with the wrong mindset, I feel like it's a waste of my time. Okay. I, yeah, I guess that Because too. they're never going to... If they're stuck to this whole idea, and if they're not open-minded about change, if mm-hmm. they're not, you know... So, it's never going to happen. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you see some of these people live their whole life with one idea one mindset or not and if they want to do that that's completely their choice that are if they're not up to change like even with hammer parents go hammer elderly um, mm-hmm. population company you will see some parents like being who used to be strict mm-hmm. but now aren't because they now know a new way of life they now have discovered that they're other ideas, other changes as well and they're because open-minded yeah. and respectful about the younger generation's ideas. But the ones who come just for gossip and will never were genuine about knowing more about this can just fuck off me. It's a chore explaining to them. Mm, I think like those people are just like the people who don't budge in general. Okay? Mm. Like I feel like my mom has come a long way and no one believes that my mom used to be strict money. Okay? Mm. Like, you wouldn't believe it. No? Like, we mm. know how strict she was. But now we're just chilled and she's grown with time. But obviously she is very like, you know, a bit iffy about like sex and talking things like that you know she doesn't say sex she says like physical relationship Aww, <laughs> I mean it is true like whatever she's saying is true but you know so she Yon. describes it like that okay? but, um, yeah. so it's I mean it's hard for them to digest I mean to be fair all parents could, like if I if I had a child I wouldn't want to know if she's having sex or not like I mean you kind of get the hint but you don't know her details in integrity that's too much yeah I'm like, as long as it's safe, I don't care. I know. But, I know, like, you don't want to know the nitty-gritty. Mother, I've, I've advised my... I'm not going to name who, but... Your, um, your somebody who's, like, my child's age. Mm-hmm. Um, they've come to me about how sex should feel like. Mm-hmm. Because they have just started having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I've always advised them about what to do, what not to do. Mm-hmm. I even to the point where I said, oh, if you want to put a pillow underneath so that mm-hmm. you're a bit, you know, mm-hmm. elevated, that helps you. Uh, and I also told them, like, if you're not wet enough, it, the sex is going to be painful. Sex should never be painful. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because I always wished I had that kind of guidance yeah. from somebody who I looked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it, I get or it. Or somebody else, at least somebody else, like friends, anybody else who would have said to me then i wouldn't have wasted all of my years on bad sex i feel like if someone ever comes to me for advice mm. i'm always an open book like i'm coming out here yeah. to my friends as well who've never had sex before like at you know almost like my age or older i've always told them what you said as well and i mm. thought um, there's something about me and my um 
I don't know, like, my the idea of my parents are having sex. Obviously, I get it. Like, I wasn't born without hair. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just something like, bleh, I don't need to know. Can't <laughs> I have that, uh, I have that awkwardness in me. I'm just like, I really don't need to know. But it's just down to you talking about it. I'm down as well. Mm. But I'm not going to force it on her because I want to talk about it because that's just not right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Parents, I've never had the situation where I had to discuss sex with them. Mm. But with somebody who's my Younger. daughter's uh-huh. age, who's come to me for advice and, you know, um, felt comfortable enough to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. We had a very respectful but very detailed conversation about it. I guess it says a lot about your relationship with that person mm. as, well, as well, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. she wouldn't come to you. She or he wouldn't come to you just um, it also i feel like it also depends very much on if some on if they came to me and were a bit uncomfortable about asking in the first place mm-hmm. how i respond to it mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. it will say a lot on you know how sometimes people come to you for help and it will depend on whether you feel bad or not and depending on how they respond uh-huh, uh-huh. so i think i just you know laid it out there like it is and not even made a big fuss about it mm-hmm. and I think that probably took off the whole idea or whole the whole intimidation about asking for such advice yeah. Yeah. and I think that helps a lot with younger generation but you know always up for it if anybody wants to come to me and have a respectful conversation about sex tips you know there's you can always approach I'm, us. i mean she sounds she sounds like she's good with um young kids obviously i'm good with adults so. <laughs> <laughs> my age or older even better <laughs> but i've i've talked to a lot of my friends who've been like who's lost their virginity and all in all and they were just like they felt very um the pressure of the families get like because you're as a south asian woman you're just always said like you have to save it for your marriage like it's just been sort of like drilled in your head i don't know how much they did to you but they mm. definitely did to me oh yeah yeah so they're just like oh big or something like you have to be konya whatever bs so you know drilled into me so much that sorry i'm just like i need to stop eating drilled into me so much that i was so naive when my first boyfriend told me that nepalese girls were having sex i was shocked I was like, I don't know why I had this whole image of Nepali girls just waiting until marriage to have sex. But turns out, everybody around me was just doing it. While I was just like, oh, so people are not virgin anymore? Like, what is this? (laughs) But I used to be super geek anyway. Mm. So I guess something has to do with that as well. I don't know. I feel like you were just not exposed to that side of uh, people. Probably, yeah. yeah. Because you were not... That was not your point of interest. I Whereas, was exposed to books. <laughs> I guess. Mo- like textbooks, yeah. not storybooks. <laughs> there are two types not, of books, eh? Not dirty magazines. <laughs> no, textbooks and storybooks. Like Library Magoira, if you read a novel or something, suddenly you're not studious enough. But if your academic performance is right, then you're a bookworm. I'm like, bro, like, like, give me a break. Come back to orgasm. <laughs> Come back, coming back to orgasm. <laughs> So we're talking about uh, funny um, sex stories. Okay, let me just read the mail because it's just short and sweet. You just like those during a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, man. How did that happen? <laughs> what does he say? Dozed during blowjob. <laughs> but then it's a doze. Like, it's not a fall asleep. Like, uh, was it bad? bad? Like, <laughs> is it really bad? That is quite cute. <laughs> I, I don't know who to feel sorry for. For the man or for the woman? Yeah. Like, for the man, like... It's so easy for you to orgasm and blow up is one of the good ways to orgasm but you fell asleep because it was so bad or you didn't have the stimulation. Mm-hmm. And for the woman, how bad were you giving a blow job that you've made the man fall asleep? Exactly. <laughs> he could be very tired as well. Like if you're really could tired. Could be super drunk. Mm. Sometimes you're like horny but you're so tired you just can't. You know the bulky food food or like sleep choose gotten and you really can't decide mm-hmm. you know those times like you've like you're just like i don't know i want both but i can only have one maybe it was one of those situations well let's just give him the benefit of doubt <laughs> it was one of those situations and <laughs> the, um, let's just protect our sister that her performance wasn't bad okay <laughs> or it could be another male who knows <laughs> <laughs> so one of the ladies said um <laughs> I can't I can't read it so I funny sex it. stories my mom found the dildos and vibrators that my ex boyfriend got for me and I panicked and told her the students got them during sex education classes <laughs> panicked like if, if you're Asian you make things up uh, this is this is awkward. Why would do they even send stuff in sex ed? I think just they just give like condoms out and other like they don't give anything but else. Would her or his mom had known? About dildo the obvious enough because it it's literally shaped like it. Vibrators that you can kind of. There are different types of dildos. Oh, it's not just all penis shaped. <laughs> my, my my lack of information on dildos. <laughs> Your lack of information in sex toys in general are very low, mess. I thought you'd do homework on this episode. <laughs> but uh, from the looks of what she's saying, I think it was like a peanut-shaped dildo. Uh, <laughs> sex ed, what is it? That's, that's a good excuse. Um, <laughs> I remember one of my friends, um, her brother was smoking and then her like parents called like Rizzlers at okay? oh. and then he said it was for an art project. Day <laughs> 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 at this point. I mean, if they smoke girls, you're doomed, I know. But if they didn't smoke, then my my friend, um, whose parents were so strict that they would not even let her color her hair. Oh, so his her dad actually, not her mom. So every time her dad would be on tour mm-hmm. to another country, mm-hmm. she would color her hair, right? And the uncle like, the day before he came back, it would go back to black. Okay? Like she would dye it black again. And he would never notice. <laughs> that kind of person, she smokes. Mm-hmm. So at this point, this was back years ago. No? Um, I feel like I know who this friend is. <laughs> I'm getting the vibe who it is. Yeah. <laughs> 
she was smoking secretly right in the middle of the night she thought she was being smart and she was actually sitting on the window sill like one leg hanging off the uh, window mm-hmm. just smoking away right okay bharata her dad suddenly opened the weird dokare you know because i could, i think you could smell it he saw her and she saw him and she was like frozen and then she got a slap right up on her face no the next day he found her packet of cigarettes and it was nailed to her front door like to her door of the room <laughs> what do you say to that so passive aggressive man never this parents are okay honta the passive aggressive i swear to god if it, it's either passive aggressiveness or blackmail mm, emotional Email. emotional, emotional blackmail. blackmail bloody hell man <laughs> But yeah, I mean it's good that she came up with a very good excuse at the last minute. <laughs> I'll talk about my mm, one of my embarrassing sex stories. I don't think it's embarrassing, but I guess like everyone knew we were fucking one at that point. <laughs> so uni house again. <laughs> Here we go. Last time what did I say about the shower 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 button I commented incident. Yeah, yeah. So basically, obviously, if you know, like, if you're sharing accommodation with other people in the same house, and if you're active, then you like do ways to cancel out. Like, you play music, whatever. Like, don't tell me you haven't done it. You know, one time the speaker co battery ran out <laughs> as you're like midway on it. <laughs> so I I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. Okay, it's more of an awkward story. So we're just like. So now we just have to like silence everything out like zip everything it's just so awkward again <laughs> fucking speaker <laughs> Did you think about charging it like you're midway yeah you're mid- it's such a we say you're midway like almost close closing gear okay? so if you stop it's just you know it's not fun so it, that was just weird um so yeah that happened to me So that's one of my embarrassing embarrassing when I know awkward awkwardness I guess. I guess we've all had that before <laughs> in the past. Have you had any awkward embarrassing stories? Awkward though. Can't think of any at this moment. Funny that our last episode was shared gore ale gire no. Yeah, it was funny. Awkward though. Awkward than now, but I'm tired. I've been stopped because I was about to break somebody's dick, right? <laughs> Girl, what were you like a machine? <laughs> what the fuck? I was probably drunk. What the fuck, man? Very <laughs> drunk, man. And that's the energy I'm under. Anyway, like I'm like fucking just get on with it, under. And drunk, man. Just for the alter ego, this kid. Mina with the head warning me. Tina is <laughs> So apparently Tina likes riding Mina doesn't. <laughs> Mina does not have the energy to. She's old now. <laughs> Tina is like that forever 21 <laughs> that comes out. <laughs> Tina is like bokhari sex explorer woman. That's why my boyfriend always get whenever he wants to have sex or he wants to increase his chances of having sex with me or getting me in the mood. He always have a glass of something and he would come with like, "Honey, would you like?" <laughs> Man knows. Get me tipsy and 
you're in for a ride. Oh my <laughs> days. That's what she said. You also know that's probably why your sex life is getting better. Because <laughs> the pharmacist has you know? a solution for it. So it's not the fact that it's getting better. It's the is the fact that he needs he needs who to feed. <laughs> not Mina. But Tina. Tina. <laughs> I feel like Dios that is just nailed though. Nailed the mastership here. Uh, I love it. <laughs> After all that, oh we have we we sit down and have post sex feedback and all that. And last nah. one at the it's alcohol. It's alcohol. It's alcohol. Is that simple, guys? <laughs> Because some people, especially men, they don't really um, seem to get hard after they have that alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't drink. What about what did so? I don't know. I feel like you needed more. <laughs> oh my god! I absolutely what? love it. Okay, let's go. Let's crack on with the questions, shall we? <laughs> Tell us about your funny, embarrassing toy story. Um, Toy Story, as if like we're talking about that movie Toy Story. <laughs> a Toy Story. Okay, let's start with the guy again because the answers are just like long. And she says, "Don't didn't know what a ring was for dick. Cock Maybe ring. like cock ring. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, if you don't know now, you know. You know. Boys, I think boys, men, mm-hmm. you guys should definitely try cock ring." Um, not for yourself. I I guess it will do something to you. I don't know yeah. what it does to you. Apparently, it helps um, them last longer. Ah. So that was the feedback that I got in the past. Mm. So apparently, it helps them last longer. Cause Might be because it regulates. Yeah, yeah, regulates the flow. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it makes you help, helps you last longer, which is a plus, I guess. Like, because to guys, that's like a big reward, I guess. Mm. And um. It's pleasurable for your woman as well. While it's for you, so cock ring is definitely a bye bye. Yeah. But now you've got like cock rings in ah, so much variety, okay? Why? But it's just like basic one. Now you got ribbed. You got the long tongue. You got like the speedy. You got cock ring moments. Like it's it's mad out there. You need to explore. <laughs> Discovery land. <laughs> you really need to go. Okay. Like, there's no stopping. It's just the world is your oyster, literally. <laughs> Oyster. <laughs> if you get it, you get it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Crack on with the females then. Uh, I charged my vibrator before I went to sleep, and in the morning, I completely forgot about it, and went to work. When I came back home, I saw the vibrator on my bed on charge. The thing I had left was on the windowsill. <laughs> I think you've read the last sentence wrong. The thing is, I had left it on the windowsill. So somebody got to it and moved it from the windowsill to bed. I love basically. it. Hopefully not the parents. I mean... Who else would? Who would come to your room Sibling? move things? Sibling, parents. But parents are the first culprit that comes to mind when, when things get moved in your room. Yeah. I Especially think, Asian parents, they just think they're good. I feel like we never grow up for them and they don't understand personal space at all. So Personal space, yeah. And you know what I hate about... So basically, my mom is usually bored at home, right? Uh-huh. 
Only I think she thinks she does us a favor by cleaning our room. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm a messy person. Mm-hmm. I know. But I know exactly where my things are. Chaotic that, mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mess. So I know exactly where I threw my stuff, and I'll pick it up from there. So when somebody cleans my room, I get disoriented. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I cannot find things in my room, and I have to keep asking my mom, like, "Where's my stuff? Where's this?" And I have to explain to her what that is. And then she goes, "It's because you don't clean your room." Sofa got it, but towns, and I'm like. Sofa no got in a town Jamalai because I know exactly where I left things. You know, it's because mm. you came in and moved it. One time it got to a point where I had to literally she was I I was telling her to stop while I was in the room and she was cleaning it furiously. Hey. Yeah. I lost it. Grabbed her from the back, carried her outside the room, shut the door on her. I used to have the problems with my dad a lot, Bella. Oh, yeah. He's got OCD. So, I still remember that incident where you came and he was like, "What the hell is wrong with this man?" I was like, "What?" And then apparently he grabbed all your empty bottles and your packages and everything and then put, put it, it inside, inside my duvet, duvet cover. Oh, no. Yeah, he used to be that passive aggressive to like fucking level one thousand. So toxic. Yeah. So he put all the crisp packets and bottles of that was in my room, and then rather than throw chuck in the bin, he just put it in the duvet yeah? because he thought. She's not gonna clean her room, right? Okay, like, bro, like, I haven't got a day off. I go to college five days a week, work two days a week. When do I have the time to actually spend time in my room, Anna? Mm-hmm. For the past so many years in my life, I've just been crashing at my own house, kid, okay, because you really don't have time, Anna. Yeah. And uh, they have day off because they don't have education to go to neither. And uh, like, I get it, like, you like to stay clean, but. That's, you can do the rest of the house, but don't do it to my room. I know. And the thing with our parents is that their job is like, once you get out of job, they don't have to think about it. Exactly. No, no. Hamro is like, when we go to study, when we go to work, we come back and there's still some leftover work. Yeah, yeah and then you're always trying to excel yourself and you mm. learn about things, unlearn about the things you were taught. Yeah. I know, like, it's so, it's... Heavy. Heavy trauma here, I'm like... <coughs> But bro, the booze then on the. Ani, oh my god. Ami the dukha na paako generation on the saathi. Ami ele. Dukha song, dukha it booze then amle. I get it. We didn't get physical, physical um labor like they have. Uh huh. Like they describe it, but mentally, bro. God. We are carrying baggage that they had plus hamro baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this like, is what like, infuriates me. Yeah. I sometimes think that they're jealous. So they brought us to this country so that we could have more comfortable life than they oh. had, na. But somehow we owe it. We owe it to them. Plus, somehow it. I think it's kind of a, like a little of jealousy as well that we have it easier than they have. You know, and I'm like, I'm your fucking child. You should have like unconditional love for me. Like, But, why did you bring me to this world? But then, having said that. They had it easier than their parents as well, neither. So why aren't they talking about that? It's like a cycle that gets exactly. passed on. So they basically, unarpani, they're dysfunctional as fuck, you know. <laughs> so they had their parents got trauma, but then they never got healed. So they were just like, okay, let me just pass, pass this on, on to these little shits. And so if we don't work on that, we're gonna be the same chain of cycle, okay? Because passive aggressiveness, I mean, what's okay? 
that our generation we have that. Oh god! Like we, especially not uh, South Asian people, we have the passive aggressiveness. That's like literally, you know, like even though we don't try, like we have it. Okay, the alter ego comes out. So if you don't work on that, our children are gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, I know. So it's 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 very crucial for us to yet again go to therapy, <laughs> not just because you have an issue. Osimala, like. I told my friend, okay, I was like, I went therapy, okay? and mm-hmm. then that friend was like, oh, you were hurt, so hurt that you went to therapy. Bro. Okay, by bro, I mean it's a gender-neutral thing for me. Eh? It's not a male or female. So I was like, bro, when I was hurting, I had no time to think about therapy. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Now, now me going to therapy now is like, I'm trying to better myself. Yeah. So be a better version of Mary. So... I can deal with shits like you. Exactly. So <laughs> don't come at me saying you hurting therapy going on. Fuck that man. Anyways. And you don't have to be hurt to go to therapy. Exactly. Only I, I said to one of my friends, prevention is always better than cure. Mm. So we all know this. So we did hand washing, whatever to prevent COVID. So your therapy could be prevention before mm. things escalate. Yeah. So reason it gonna deflate gonna therapy is basically that. Yeah. But we tend to think, Therapy is cure. It's never a it cure. It should not be. It's never it, a cure. It shouldn't have to come to that because it's sad that it went that way. Exactly. Not? Like therapy is a way of self-discovery, is a way of being self-aware. And whether that's before trauma or after, after trauma, trauma, that's not completely up to the society to decide. Mm-hmm. If you want therapy, you go for therapy. Yeah. Even if you want to chat with someone, and probably get some positive feedback so that you can do better at your job, better at your life, you know, whatever. Like, I, this is this is the whole, there's a whole stigma around therapy, which is like a completely different topic and I completely like different a completely different podcast thing, yeah. episode, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, so let's move on with the current thing. We just keep running out. I think we are just like very woke <laughs> people. Okay? This episode will be short. I'm, here, I'm here cult world master. <laughs> But okay, let's move on to um today embarrassing toy story. So this lady just said Windows humor how the parents thing and one of my friends, okay. So this is this is a similar story, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> she had a pleasurable night, whatever. So she left By her, herself. By yeah, herself. Yeah. Cause we are in an Asian household and we don't do boys home man. <laughs> and whatever. And then she used a vibrator and then literally left uh on her bedroom, okay? And then again, Asian parents, I don't like without permission who asked, come into your room. And bed mara here. Like she literally like, you know, under the pillow or whatever, so they couldn't really see, I know. But like when she come back from work or whatever, her vibrator was literally do like Literally, <laughs> so the first thing when she <laughs> walked in was a vibrator on the bed. Okay. On the other fucked up one, when you entered, was a vibrator making eye contact with you? Apparently, so <laughs> apparently, apparently, that wasn't her case. And she was like, like What the fuck just happened? Okay. <laughs> no questions were asked, and ever since then, it's just been like. Fuck it, that well, because we've already seen. So what else is there to see? Oh my okay. god, bless our man! Like that's actually probably one of the worst thing that can happen because 
you know like how do you go to your parents be like who cleaned my room why did you clean it yeah you know, like what like you can't even ask usually you're like don't clean my room i will clean it myself and uh-huh. that's what that did he ಸೋರಿ <laughs> <laughs> but mm. it's hilarious so the moral of the story is us living in home with parents is just difficult discovering like, no sex privacy. and discovering pleasures by yourself is so much harder when you're in a Aryan Asian household mm-hmm. living with their parents with no space one they don't talk about it two even if you try and discover it, you get caught <laughs> all these extra steps that you have to take that's not found in the it's like this just made me this just this just made me feel right topani amro khanko dukha honto na ami dukha pai ra that's what i'm trying to say this is our like i get it like they had physical physical load or at their day and age we've got the mental load okay like we are here in the uk trying to adjust trying to combine our asian roots to the westernized route yeah. trying to sort of meet in the middle hybrid one you know identity crisis so bro i'm like unala what's the identity crisis they literally to us like they know exactly what they are they are not going to change. change they have they have and they're more confident than we are at what they are or not exactly <laughs> they're just like more you gang go like uh, obviously proud proud loud and proud so when i went to one of these uh, events okay i'll just tell you a little story on that so this is like my first time coming to the uk you know and then apparently my dad's from lomzung and then but bear in mind like me my sis my mom we've never been to lomzung right and then he was just like lomzung so my party you have to just get to know each other and i was just like why do i need to go and then anyway it's the first time in the uk yeah so we went and then this uncle i don't know who the fuck you are but he said to me <laughs> Nani timo gorgaun ka oren I said lomzuk and what garden I really didn't know cuz I've never been told Wait isn't lomzuk gaun itself no, So lomzuk is a district it's a district So he was like what garden in lomzuk is your house and I was like I don't know and he is like mombabli sikaina the first thing eh? I was just like no and then he goes like kun school matmi poreko and I was like oh I did my schooling in Nepal and then he goes ah oh, this is his expression ah um you can eat in the right so gaon bani chindena right so ke garcha life mare it's like so the fact oh, that your life can't your life can't move forward because you don't know where you're from no no i know where i'm from i'm from kathmandu uh, yeah i was born and bred there that's i know kathmandu better than any other place yeah so that's where i'm from so since when is it like what's it just because i mean not knowing where my Geography. ancestors yeah. who have never met was uh-huh. from that how does that denote that i'm going somewhere in life or not yeah that's just so ridiculous and i was just like you know what this is the end of and i hated the fact that i addressed this to my dad and he just ignored it and i was just like you can't even back your daughter up like what are you doing to me then because he probably agrees with it <laughs> he probably agrees i mean just uh, educate us then if you really agree with that no like it's just like saying how uh nepali bolde nai naru like you know oh. and then educate the child then how are you expecting them to speak in nepali if they never did mother no like 
<clears throat> this one time, um, basically one of my best friend's dad. Uh-huh. So my best friend at that time was having a very rough time, you know, mm-hmm. and she got drunk. Mm-hmm. And to the point where she was puking at the back of her car. Mm-hmm. So I, like a responsible friend, drove all her car all the way to her house. This is before I had license to drive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Drove all the way her to her house, dropped her at the front door so that she could be safe because obviously I couldn't bring her home. Yeah. So that she could be safe, her car could be safe, and I walked home. This was in the middle of the night. Mm. Next day or the week after, this her dad has the audacity to talk to my dad saying, "Oh, we need to speak to our daughters about drinking and they shouldn't be drinking." I got so furious like my parents, I think one thing that I've always established with my parents is the boundary. Yeah. I straight up told my dad, "If he has something to say about me, he can come to me straight because exactly. I was the person who uh whose behavior that was what he didn't like yeah what upset this has really, nothing yeah. to do with how you have brought me up Wonder. i literally said this to and i think sometimes it depends on how you speak to your parents because mm-hmm. i it, this could have easily gone two ways okay one i would have said to my dad i, I would have snapped off and be like oh i will do whatever i want to do in my life oh. or i the path that i chose and i said to him this has nothing to do with how you brought me up if he has something to say to me he doesn't have to come through you he can come to me straight oh no there's because a third i'm an adult there's a third option too oh, you what? just keep quiet and stay grounded <laughs> <laughs> fuck no i'm not I'm never taking that route you know like <laughs> i mean a lot of people do yeah that's but what i mean like a no. lot of like a lot of women they especially do okay? mm-hmm. they would never really speak ill but with the alcohol terms my family never had a problem. Obviously, my mom too says, Roxy because she's just like born in the era, like Roxy But my dad is so bad, he goes around telling his friends, okay, my daughter can outdo your son on drinking, whatever. Who the fuck says that? This is probably why like, I think... Like, as a proud thing or as, like, a shaming you thing? No, he's just, like, bring the competition on type of yeah. And I'm like, bro, this is why there's no one coming at my door asking for my hand right now. <laughs> Because you've been saying shit. <laughs> I just... Oh, I, my dad is like... He is a funny character. I'm not going to lie. He's a mixture of like... The very passive aggressiveness. And then just like... Braggy, braggy, braggy little oh, shit. Yeah. Anyway, I think we could do... A, an, as I said... As we talk on that... We come up with these ideas... That we could expand on further... I feel like we should do an episode on annoying behaviors of Asian parents. Yeah. Secondly, what was the other one that we said? What did we say? Okay, we had the other one. Oh, mental health and therapy. Me- therapy, the stigma attached to therapy. Therapy. Oh, oh, God. So much better. Very passionate about it. But, okay, I guess you will hear more of these on the next one. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, like, talked so much about it that we actually didn't really talk about um, kids, right? a female orgasms part okay, and we're running out of time so let's say this is like part two of uh, female orgasms and part one of Asian parenting <laughs> <laughs> let's name it that let's name yes. the title that so 
definitely you can relate to this podcast at this point so um i guess that's that's our signing off then yeah yeah thank you so much we'll get out of this hot box it is really hot and hydrate yourself people Uh, excuse me we'll get out of this hot box so that we can go to the gym like i don't know which one's worse thinking gym right now but (laughs) have a nice day bye Bye.